You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We are here talking about comics in your month of December with Christmas just around the corner. Yep, holiday time to give out the great gift of joy. And what is joy? That's comic books. Comic books, exactly. You have to give that gift to everyone you can because nothing brings a great smile to a face than a fresh comic book. (laughs) All right, even if it's been read once or twice, it's still fun, though. (laughs) Well, we're definitely here with you this week. Um, We... I guess we decided to skip the month of November, but oh, man, it was I great. got broken worse than <laughs> Bruce Wayne did. Um, my back got busted, and then there were um, there was another guy running around as Chris, and Mitch had to stop that crazy guy. It was just, it was weird. It was all weird. It was all strange. But uh, <laughs> we're here. We're back. We're we're going to talk about comics. We're going to talk about all the things that are comic adjacent that's coming up because we got a big slate of things coming out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as uh, a year finishes, a new end, a new year begins, and. Yeah, next year is going to be exciting. So we figure we'll take this month to touch on some holiday cheer and then things that we're excited about, too. Sounds great. Let's 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 get to the spinner rack first, though. Okay, so if you're looking for gifts to give yourself or friends or anybody else, and you go to your local comic shop on Wednesday, because Wednesday is the greatest day of the week, from DC Comics we have Adventures of the Super Sons, issue 5 of 12. So they're almost at their halfway point. Man, they're only at 5. It feels like they've been talking about this book forever yeah it does but i think i think we had a long wait time so we knew about it it's just it took a while till they launched that makes sense yeah uh we have batman issue 60 will continuing on the adventures of a broken-hearted angry bruce wayne Um, (sighs) and then this series is going to be interesting because tom king will actually be out for i think it's just going to be one issue Because he's doing some secret TV stuff, as he said. Oh, really? Yeah, so we'll actually have uh, Williamson from Flash come over, write an issue of Batman, and they'll have a the last cold case, and it'll be a team-up with Barry and Bruce. So, so is it a continuation of the button? Uh, I think that's what we want it to be, but I think it's going to be more like a spiritual successor. Oh. So I don't think they'll touch on the button because that's in all things called Doomsday Clock, <laughs> which is another universe far, far away. <laughs> um. Tom King, Mr. CIA himself, is going to be moving over to TV stuff, huh? Yes. Do you think he's going to it's going to stay with like DC TV or do you think we're just he's he's striking out on his own? I think this will be probably like an original property or like a show reached out to him it was like, "Hey, you know, you you have this background and you do a great job of, you know, like maybe maybe something with sanctuary like, "Hey, you know, we want that element of like people kind of hurting and and getting help. So, how would you put that that face on the drama. So I, I think he's going to go, I think it's going to be something that he's writing for an existing show. Like he might've written an episode or something. So I know you're not watching Supergirl, but I just wanted to bring this up because right now they're doing this whole, uh, the well, agent of Liberty, Oh, that, I know. that character, <laughs> but they have the children of Liberty that are his disciples or right. whatever, whatever you want to call yeah. them. But, uh, they wear, these gold masks. Really? 
now if you know Agent Liberty's mask is like a whole head helmet mask thing, like kind of like Destro from well for the show for the show, yeah, yeah. not for not the for comics, the yeah, comic, a whole different thing. But uh, it's like a it's like a whole man in the iron mask kind of looking mask. Mm-hmm. But the mask that the followers wear looks a lot like the sanctuary mask. That's interesting, I which I do find very interesting. So I was like, I wondered if DC did that on purpose, just to like kind of do the synergy between the two, or if it's just like it was easy just to make half masks for everybody, uh, all these extras <laughs> to wear. Kind of yeah, it's like, hey, we got. Our, I know at San Diego Comic Con when they announced Heroes in Crisis, um, they actually had, gave out promotional masks. Of the ones that you would wear when oh, you're in sanctuary, they? so maybe they're like, "Oh, we got extras." Uh, hey, give <laughs> these to our TV people. Yeah, maybe they'll find a way. To I use wouldn't them. doubt it. <laughs> you know, you got to make the most out of everything. Yeah, Just re- reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, but no, but I mean, it's it's been interesting, but um, it kind of scares me because I appreciate what Tom King has done with comics. Um, I loved Mister Miracle. I, the way it ended. Um, it, it ended on it. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah, I just I do find it interesting that he's going to take a skip month. But, again, you know, it's just one issue, luckily. That's what he's told us. But that's so far. You never know what could happen. But oh, yeah. It does seem the man can produce scripts very quick because he's putting out two Batman a month, if you think about it. So, yeah. All right. So, moving along, uh, we have, speaking of Tom King's Batman, though, Batman The Rebirth Deluxe Edition Volume 3 will be out. Now, if you are looking for a great way to collect Tom King's Batman run, I would recommend these. Uh, I myself has purchased Batman the Rebirth Deluxe Editions Volumes 1 and 2, and I love them because it's, it's bigger than your standard comic book. It's chock full of a lot of story. But what's nice is it won't be as bulky as an omnibus because an omnibus, they're going to try to keep, like put in 50 issues. Meanwhile, this will be like, you know, 14, yeah, 12 to 14 14, issues, something like that. So I think I have the first volume, which is the I Am Gotham and I Am Bane. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I believe so, something like that, yeah. And yeah, and it's perfect because, Mm -hmm. and like I tell you, I imagine you you read your copy. I think you probably read your comics that way. It reads so quick. And I love that because it's like, you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to read the next one. I'm going to read the next one because you don't have to stop putting in the bag and board (laughs) and all this and that. So yeah. So that, that's a great gift. I would recommend that. And if you don't have anybody to give it to, give it to yourself because that one's going to be great. Uh, Let's see. Moving along. We have Doomsday Clock. We're finally at issue eight. Uh, this one should be interesting because we know that we're going to have um, uh, Superman and Dr. Manhattan fight. And we are aware that we're missing a JSA. So this should be kind of interesting because we're, we're going to start now. Like There's been revelations. So now we're going to finally start peeling it back. So I'm hopeful that this issue maybe you know, we know Alan Scott died. So then where is Jay Garrick in this world? Where is so-and-so and so-and-so and things like that? So I'm very excited. You know, it's been two, three months since the last one. So obviously anything <laughs> is good stuff there. Uh, Green Arrow issue 47 will be out. The Green Lantern issue 2 will be out. Um, I read the first issue. I liked it. It was very much a love letter to the Silver Age Hal Jordan. Um, and I like the approach that Grant Morrison is taking. So... He was reading a lot of interviews with some of the original NASA astronauts that went into space, were on the moon and stuff like that. And they said they kind of had, you know, I think I remember it as a kid. I think they called it like space fever. And it's like it's kind of hard to go out there and see everything so just big, beautiful and amazing and then come back to Earth and then like worry about our trivial stuff. 
And so it's like, now let's put that on a Green Lantern lens. And it's like, you've been to the center of the universe. You've fought in evil. You've visited other cultures that have their shit together. And now you're back on Earth, you know. Um, it, it was a great first issue. Uh, Liam, oh my God, I can't think of his name. But uh, Liam, his, his art was just amazing. So it was a great start issue. I'm very much looking forward to the season or to the series. Sorry, I say season because Grant Morrison, since he's been doing TV stuff, <laughs> now he's like, oh, I already wrote my first 12 issues. Season one's done, and now I'm working on season two. So it's like, oh, wow, we might have Grant on here for like two years. So there's 24 issues. So that should be interesting. Um, so I highly recommend that series. Harley Quinn issue 55 will be out there. Injustice 2. Well, Injustice 2, the actual comic book series, has come to a conclusion. Uh, we had the Injustice 2 Annual 2 come out about two weeks ago. So that story is done. Um, I love the way it ended. I think it was beautiful. It was fantastic. I, I've ranted and raved about this series forever. So do yourself a favor. Get out there. Get the collections. So if you prefer trade paperbacks, then Injustice 2 Volume 3 will be released. If you prefer the hardcovers, Injustice 2 Volume 4 will be out there. So they always put the hardcovers out first. That way they figure, hey, you know, they're, they're a little bit more pricey. So that way they'll get the money. And then if people want to wait, they can go for the trades. Justice League will be celebrating its 13th issue, and that's been pretty exciting stuff there. Uh, they've just finished the crossover with Aquaman, so we'll see where they go from there. Martian Manhunter is going to get his own 12-issue series, and um, this one's going to be kind of like a year one, so we're going to get some new origins and stuff like that. So it kind of looks like maybe John Jones wasn't a good guy back on Mars. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I was looking forward to this book because I remember the last time I got a Martian Manhunter uh, standalone series, right? and I liked that book. It I liked, was good. It was a good book from the pages of JLA. But yeah, the the, the Martian Manhunter they're setting up in this new world with the Justice League, like where he's like, oh, maybe everything I knew wasn't exactly what I knew. And uh, what, what's the thing that that's is it the um, the Umbridge or the Umbrax or whatever? Yeah, I think Umbrax. Yeah, that sounds right. that's it's like you know he's it's all playing mind games with him, and maybe his memories aren't exactly what he remembers and stuff. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting, like. Martian Manhunter is a, is a character that I do hold like pretty close. Like I, I really enjoy that character because he, it might be one of the reasons because whenever someone likes to throw in my face that Superman is way too overpowered, I say, hey, Martian, Man, Martian, Man, Martian Manhunter has all the same powers Superman does and telepathy. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, don't tell me about overpowered. Yeah. Well, and plus, I mean, when you look at, look at John as a character, he's been great. I mean, I, I do remember when they would call him the heart and soul of the Justice League, and he did feel that way. But, yeah, I've, I've honestly, like, when they knew 52 him and they put him on Stormwatch. Oh God, Stormwatch. Yeah. And he was a jerk. And then I want to say, I think it was, like, Justice League, the new 52 book, issue 13, where it was, like, he joined the League, but then he fought them, and he was like, screw this, I don't need it. And it was like... Man, John was a dick. Well, it was also like right before Flashpoint where they started making him kind of a more of a dickish too because he, he had part of Black Adam's brain or mind inside of his memories or something like that. Something, yeah. Something so he had, he had a little bit of his personality and like he, he started doing the whole conehead looking uh, oh, yeah, state one, all the yeah. time. So it's just like, I mean, it's fine. You, you, you're trying to make him more alien, whereas this is a character that's been on Earth for 
how many decades and you know living amongst us and stuff like that but all right cool yeah see what you do but like i I, so jla i'll always remember that issue of jla where it's was it one jla one million when kyle is in mars and he's like hey i'm gonna have these uh moments and i need you to come and talk to me about it you know remind me that i'm here for a reason kind of thing yeah so I think there was what there was three moments, right? They usually do that. Like, it's always they love like to three. Play that, yeah, like, there's gonna be these three parts of my life where I'm gonna think about quitting, and I need you to be there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that might play a little bit more to me just because it's Kyle, and that's my Green Lantern. But it was well, it's interesting. But it was such a neat thing, and it was just to me. And I'm glad you brought up one million. To me, that like. It's funny because everybody's so excited, like, oh, it's the return of Superman, and my God, he's lived forever. And it's like, he chilled in the sun. John became the planet Mars. (laughs) That's true. John, like, again, talking about OP, right, O-poweredness, and it's like, holy cow, but, I mean, like, he went through so much, and he still, like, he still valued everything because, like, when he saw Kyle, it was like, oh, it's great to see you, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and all these things. And, yeah, it's just a shame that he hasn't been... A popular character like he'll get these spurts you know and people love him and then it's just like he'll get lost and then somebody will come along and do a miniseries that kind of makes him darker and it's like i don't think john needs to be a dark character i think if anything john should be a lighter character because it's like i know what that darkness can do to you i've seen it consume my race you know that's how i'd play him but you know every now and then people are going to come along so i mean i'm hopeful for this series um I think they're asking a lot by trying to get a year out of it. Uh, I hope it does great, and, and I'm very curious. Uh, the solicit, like I said, like I think we both agreed, it kind of is scary for what it could do to John, but I am excited to see him get some action. With uh, uh, the idea of Doomsday Clock and Dr. Manhattan, like does Dr. Manhattan and Marshmallow have a meeting where he's like, hey, on my Earth... I went and kind of just colonized your planet for, or not colonized it, but made myself a crystal home there. And then he, John's like, well, that didn't happen. I don't know. Like, it, I just, to me, it seems like it'd be an interesting conversation. Uh, that, yeah, you think it would be kind of neat. Like, I, I hope maybe at some point, yeah, John finds himself on Mars and he sees that, watch our Dr. Manhattan house and is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> maybe that becomes his Fortress of Solitude. I don't know. Mm, that maybe. Be, that could be kind of cool. I like that. I like when mixing peanut butter and jelly together happens. <laughs> Uh, let's see, moving along. Um, well, this month we have the big Aquaman movie, and obviously Mara is going to be a huge part of that, which is fantastic. So if you go see the movie and you're excited and you want more, or if you want to get a preemptive strike about her character, they will have a Mara Queen of Atlantis trade paperback. And that will actually that will collect the uh, recently wrapped up uh, series by Dan Abnett. And um, it's basically, you know, Civil War's going on, and Mara's got to be the one who's taking care of it, you know? So we'll see some great Ocean Master in there. Uh, it was a six-issue six, six miniseries, so this will be all collected. So it's, it's very relevant to what's going on in the comics. Obviously, it's tailored for the movie. So if you want to get some more of those side characters, you know, Ocean Master and Mara, definitely pick it up. Nightwing will be hitting his 54th issue, where we'll see the adventures of Rick... Grayson, I gotta say, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know about all the other wing nuts that are out there. I'm liking this. Like, I mean, I get everybody's mad, and and but characters go through story arcs, and that's how I'm looking at this. This is a story arc. They will not get rid of the Nightwing branding. 
you know, I don't even think they're going to draw the scar in his head anymore. You know, it's <laughs> like, but it is exciting to see him go through this. And I want to say I read the last issue and the, so that would have been 53 and I really liked it because there were some moments there where you could kind of maybe see that Dick Grayson's coming through. You know, he's like, I like the fact that, or, you know, Rick, as he's thinking, he's like, I like the fact that I don't have all these, you know, problems because I don't know. Then, but yeah. then it's sad every time I look at somebody's face and I can see the sadness in them because they've lost me. Well, I know, I don't know if we talked about it on air, but I, I know I texted you my theory of what's going on. Oh, yeah. And I, and I haven't read issue 53 yet. So the last issue I read had uh, that detective, the GCPD detective, like right. throwing on the Nightwing costume for the first time. And honestly, I, I, I still, I think this is like either it's, Martian Manhunter, like, kind of working, having Dick Grayson work through his brain to get back to where he was at. Essentially, it's this is all uh, some type of dream or hallucination or computer program or something. It's, it's a way... So, the actual Dick Grayson is in a coma. Right. And Bruce is sitting over the bed, and Barbara's sitting over the bed, and they've brought in whoever they can from the Justice League. You know, there's Mr. Terrific... Martian Manhunter, you know, Zatanna, anything that they could do to, to basically save Dick's brain not so that he's not lobotomized. Because to me, like he he the when he when he talks about like, hey, I have all these skills and I have the muscle memory to, to do this stuff, but I don't want to be Nightwing. And then he sets fire to the Nightwing cave, so to speak. Right. But surprisingly enough, none of the suits get destroyed. And then this this detective that looks a lot like Dick Grayson comes in <laughs> and he decides to put the costume on. It's just like, I don't know. It, to me, it's all playing a little too, too, too easy. It's, it's a little, <laughs> it's, it's a little too much. And then, but ever since what, that season of Dallas, when they, oh my God, they it's did all that, a dream. it's all a dream. Like people have like, you don't do that no more. It's, no, it's against the rules. People that way. Yeah. So I don't feel, I feel like they wouldn't do it because of that. But I was like, I don't know, man, this is a, this this is everybody's friend in the DC universe. Like Nightwing is everyone's friend. He knows everybody, and to do this to Dick Grayson to call him start calling him Rick. I get what you're saying. Like the whole he doesn't have the responsibilities of Dick Grayson anymore, but he also doesn't have those connections. Well, exactly. Like what he loses, like what we gain. There's a lot of loss because exactly. Like I think to myself, like you know, at the start of Rebirth. We had some big issues of Nightwing and even Superman comic books where they were showing us that Dick Grayson is everybody's friend, as you said. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not like Nightwing being shot wasn't in the public because, I mean, Jim Gordon and Batman both witnessed it. It was on the top of the Gotham City right. police tower. So, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, everybody's going to be very aware that that happened. And... I mean, unless Batman just literally told everybody, no, don't get involved. I don't want you here, which I could see Bruce doing. He's a jerk that way. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of sad that, you know, we've only seen Alfred and Barbara to come visit him. We haven't had anybody else. And if you think about it, a, a severe head injury like that, it's going to take close to a year for him to recuperate. Like, True. And we're supposed to just believe that, that all that time just jumped? <laughs> like we just, and then get to getting to what the other part that I was saying, like the whole part about how he was supposed to save uh, 
the two people that he was working on his, the Nightwing stuff that was happening in Nightwing at that moment. <laughs> he went and did that whole motorcycle race to to so that he could save those two people. And well, that nicely wrapped up because the writer's gone and they got a new writer, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't wrap up though. It's it's still it wrapped up. <laughs> since the editor. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's all I'm saying is that I think that you'll find out that that's that's that no time has passed yet and maybe he did take i assume he did take the shots to the head but it's not going to be as bad as as we think as we think yeah yeah no i like that i dig your theory um i i wouldn't mind reading that at all i i cheat and i look at the solicits so i kind of feel it's going to be a little bit more grounded in realism i feel this is what's going to be a setup from the titan show i think they're going to be like hey Dick Grayson being a cop, that's a great idea. Let's do it, you know. So obviously this detective that's wearing Dick's suit is going to die. That's probably what's going to snap, you know, Rick to stop existing so Dick can come back and accept the responsibility because that's just how heroes are, you know. It's Mm. like you can't take a day off because somebody would die and that's on your shoulders, you know, stuff like that. But either way, it's got us reading the book, which is fantastic. You know, so I highly recommend it. Uh, Red Hood Outlaw number 29 is out there as well. Um, I hope, and I mean, you've got the same guy, Scott Lodell, writing both books. I hope he does his own internal crossover. I would love to see Jason kind of be like, fuck, I need Dick there. He's the oldest brother because now that means I'm the oldest brother. I don't want that responsibility, (laughs) you know, so I'd love to see something like that come along. Um, Now, here's the big book of the month. That's what I'm going to call this one. Shazam, number one. Billy Batson is back. Um, How it's all going to get explained? Maybe we'll find out in that issue, or maybe we'll find out in Doomsday Clock. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm just glad that it's happening. Uh, Jeff Johns and Dale Eaglesham will reunite to bring us the the big red cheese, man. I'm stoked. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I do admit I I miss the Billy of post-crisis, you know, who was basically Shazam all the way through. Um, I hope they don't keep this Billy as the new 52 one where he was kind of a punk. Mm -hmm. I don't mind him having a little edge to him, but he just seemed like a dick, Um, not a Rick. Um, So anyway, so it'll be exciting, and I think they're definitely going to carry over the idea of not just having – Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Freeman and Mary, that they'll also bring the other orphan siblings along in the family as well, which is great because all that does is that builds more to the character. I like the idea of there being other Shazams. Oh, we're, I think we're definitely going to see the other the other orphans, oh, the yeah. other foster kids because the movie is, is heavily involved yeah, with the, the, all the foster exact, kids. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely see, see all of them now. We saw in Flashpoint that all the kids come together to make one Shazam. Oh, yeah, Shazam, it was even more emphasized the acronym. Right. Yeah. So uh, I doubt that we'll get that, but do uh, we get Freddie Freeman as Captain Marvel Jr.? Do we get Mary Marvel? Do we get Uncle Marvel? I think we get Freddie and Mary. I don't think we get Uncle. Um, but that gives us the other four kids coming in as well. Okay. Now, what'll be interesting, though, because back in the day, it used to be so they're. There was 100% Captain Marvel power. And then if Freddie called out for the power, then it'd be 50-50. Oh, I and didn't know that. And then if Mary used it, it'd be like 33-33, 33. 
So it would kind of wear them down, and that's why they used to have at some points, like if they were fighting Black Adam, it was kind of like, all right, the two of us will unshazam, so you've got a better shot at this. But again, you know, they change powers and stuff like that. So, I mean, and I I do hope they get rid of that. I mean, I think it's neat, but it, you know, I'd rather, yeah, because by that point, if you have seven of them running around, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, you're just a a guy who can lift really well. So (laughs) I would love it. Like, I understand that they don't want to call the character Captain Marvel anymore because the yeah, idea of saying but, Marvel, yeah. like, gets them the Marvel. But I don't want him to be named Shazam. I like the wizard being named Shazam. Well, and I like the fact that, like, if he's Shazam and that's his call word, he shouldn't be saying it. Right. But now there's intent, I guess. It's going to be like, oh, well, I intend to change. So that's why this time when I say Shazam, it, it, there's not going to be any mistakes, essentially, yeah. in that way, if, if they do it that way. But. I mean, that's kind of a, a fun thing about the Billy Batson books, right? Like, there can be little mistakes, little goofs, little, you know, like, oh, man, I accidentally said Shazam while I was in the middle of class kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but who knows? Well, it'll be interesting because actually it's funny that you say that because if I remember correctly, and I could be off. Yeah, actually looking at it right now, the uh, Shazam number one cover, it's a typical classroom, and it's... Captain Marvel sitting there. <laughs> so I, I do hope they have those moments where it's like, I thought, you know, it, I thought the first cover was the roller coaster. That might be one of the variants, though. Oh, because, okay. Or maybe that's issue two. You know, because I was remembering that, too. Yeah, where it was the roller coaster. And I think it was all seven of them right. shazammed out riding that. Huh. Which is funny, because it's like, wait, why would you ride a roller coaster when you could fly? But hey, <laughs> you know, the, the childhood excitement will because make us do Because he's now tall enough to ride the roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> well saved. I like that. I like that very much. But yeah, so a lot of good stuff there. Um, jump on that book. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have high hopes for the movie, and I don't think you'll be let down. So I definitely recommend that. Um, giving out some shout-out love to the independent stuff. I'm going to look at some Image Comics. I noticed um, Image is definitely going to... They've been launching a lot of new books. Now, I don't know what they're all about, which is... Well, you know, I don't have to know everything about comics. <laughs> but they've got a lot of stuff they're going, and I was looking at this. And I was like, oh, wow. So we're going to get Die, number one, Freeze, number one, uh, Prodigy, number one of six. So that's going to be a limited series, but if it's done well, it could take over. Uh, Self-Made, number one. And some of these other books are very new, like Unnatural is on issue five. And then they have, um, where was it? Bully Wars at issue four and Blackbird at issue three. So they've launched a whole new set of books. There's a lot of new stuff going on out there. So I recommend you go to Image Comics, Google it, or if I remember correctly, I think it's image.com. You can go to their website and just take a look at their catalog of stuff. And if you're going to go online and take a look, I highly recommend visiting Dynamite Entertainment as well. They put out a lot of great books. Um, They've been late, like they, they brought back the Lone Ranger. I know that's not everybody's thing, but I love it. I think that's great. And then I would also recommend that you go check out IDW. Um, and I do find this funny. So there's Boom Studios, right? And they're going to start producing, I think they're going to put out two Marvel books a Black Panther one and a Spider Man one. Hmm. And then IDW, well, IDW and DC Comics have been, have been teaming up a lot. So IDW is actually going to be publishing a Batman book. It'll be Batman and the Max. Arkham Dreams, and that'll be on its third issue. Oh, could you imagine the Max character is sitting inside Arkham because they, people think he's crazy? Yeah, the, I would not want that thing near my city. <laughs> but yeah, so, and, and uh, you know, I just, I always remember the Max. Um, I think it's Sam Keith. He's very, yeah, it's Sam Keith. He's very distinct in his art. 
And when he would draw Batman or Wolverine, holy cow, they were like bulky, mm-hmm. uh, scruffy, mean-looking motherfuckers. So that's going to be pretty wild to see that again. Uh, but let's see. Let's go over to the House of Ideas and see what they're going to give us. Uh, Deadpool will be on his seventh issue. And then there's going to be this little Defenders event going on. So we will get two parts this week. We'll get the Immortal Hulk and Namer issues. Um, make sure you read all four parts. I think last week we've got Namer. I'm sorry. Uh, I think we got Doctor Strange, and then they'll all con- con- conclude in Silver Surfer. So basically they're bringing the old gang back together, the original Defenders. And then what's weird, though, is they're going to get back together, right? And then there's going to be an Invaders book. <laughs> because then Namer, and right now Namer's a bad guy, which is weird, though, because X-Men Red is still being published. but Which he's on the team. Yeah, so he's a good guy. But then he jumped over to Avengers, where he's a bad guy. He's basically like an ecological terrorist to you know human surface dwellers. And so he's kind of dealing with the ramifications of that. And then the Invaders are going to be teaming up with him because he was one of the original founders. So yeah, a lot of a lot of namer love. Uh, sadly, no movie announcement. I'm I guess, I'm guessing that's what they're ramping up towards. They're well, that's more, what I'm thinking. They're testing the waters. Either so that or it's it's uh hey we have our own Aquaman. His name is Namer. That's true too. You know it's because kind of like, from what I understand, what the movie rights for for Namer is that it's the same as the Incredible Hulk. So Marvel Studios can only make a Incredible Hulk movie if Universal signs off on it, and uh, it's the same with uh, Namer that if they can only make it. If uh, Universal signs off on it, however, if they make a movie like Thor Ragnarok, where it's a Thor movie but it has the, the Hulk in it, or uh, or the Avengers movies essentially, uh-huh. then they can use the Hulk whatever, whenever they want. So you can do you can do the same thing with Namor. So I'm guessing you know if we finally get a Fantastic Four movie, you could see Namor in there. Uh, I think you might get Namor in Black Panther two. That'd be interesting. Because, think, I mean, you think about the two warring countries, like, for whatever reason, Atlantis and, and Wakanda, just kind of like, oh, we were a secret city. Oh, well, we were a secret city, <laughs> kind of thing. Well, and, too, could you imagine if those two nations go to war, and especially yeah. with the, the heroic ties? Yeah. You know, like, that could be a bigger civil war. Civil war. <laughs> a better, yeah, a better one. An actual war? Yeah. Now, I got a question for you. Let's say they drop it in your lap, and they say, hey, we want you to bring Namer into the MCU. Do you keep his World War II origins? Like, do you just have it that, hey, yeah, you know, we only saw World War II through the eyes of Cap. There was more going on. And then you have that, or you, do you just start him fresh and say, okay, he's here, he's now, let's do this? I would say, you know, no, yeah, you have the World War II history because, and definitely don't do the Secret City thing because we've already seen it with the Mascara, we've seen it with Wakanda, and now we're going to see it with... Uh, uh, Aquaman Atlantis. Aquaman Atlantis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, just straight up do like, hey, yeah, Atlantis has been here this whole time. We haven't mentioned it, like <laughs> for whatever reason. But yeah, he, you know, maybe, maybe it's it's a, it's a thing where after World War II they used uh, some kind of magic or tech to make everybody forget about Atlantis. I guess. But well, you know, it could be fun. Do like what they did with him in the Fantastic Four. Because Namer was a Golden Age character, right? And then obviously, and I, and I would, oh, I would, love, I should look that up on these days. So DC decided, hey, let's create a different Earth, and that's where Jay Garrick is. So we had Barry and Jay meet in the Flash of Two mm-hmm. Worlds. So Marvel's like, well, we got Golden Age too, and everybody always thinks of, well, was the return of Captain America? No, 
Fantastic Four, issue four, gave us the return of Namor. So Johnny Storm gets pissed off, like, oh, screw you guys. And he goes walking around. He winds up living at the YMCA or something to that effect. And then he sees this, this homeless strong man. And he's like, hey, you kind of look like Namor. Because Johnny Storm read comic books. And as you should, you know, Johnny Storm and Barry <laughs> Allen should read comic books. I don't know why they don't remember these things. And so anyways. Or Captain America know, draws them. That's true. Cap draws them, you know. And um, so anyways, Johnny lights up a finger, burns off his beard, which must have stunk. <laughs> that must be. So, yeah. I'd be pissed if someone yeah, killed right? just burned you know? my beard off. But it's so funny because Namor just stands there and lets it happen. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, he does look like Namor. And then Torch is like, dude, you're Namor. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He grabs him, flies him over the water, throws him in the water. And that's when Namor comes to And he's like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. So maybe you do have it that his society was destroyed. Because that's why Namor kind of was a bad guy in the Silver Age because he was like, after he got put in the water, he could feel it. He's like, oh, these waters are gross. What's wrong? Well, obviously, I'm too close to the city, and he swims to where Atlantis is, and it's like, it's gone. My kingdom's gone, so maybe we do that. You know, you have the first fallen kingdom, you know, a civilization that's destroyed, and, and now you have its warrior returns, and it's like, I'm going to rebuild it, and I'm going to start tearing some people down. And maybe the Wakandans were part of that. Ooh. <laughs> we, we, as we saw in the first Black Panther, you know, the former... Black Panthers and kings of Wakanda didn't always make the best decisions. Yeah. So. Damn. There you go, Marvel. There's a freebie. You're welcome. <laughs> As always, we here, we're here to serve. <laughs> All right. See, so moving along, uh, Doctor Strange will be on its ninth issue. Uh, this is a fun one to plug if you're looking to give a gift. Fantastic Four by Mark Wade and uh, Mike Winnergo. When, when Ringo. When, when Ringo. When Ringo. When Ringo. Uh, when Ringo, man, he was a great artist. He could draw, and unfortunately, uh, I mean, unfortunately, when anybody passes, but he was very young, and a, a massive heart attack got him. But his Fantastic Four, the way he drew them, that's kind of how I picture them. Like, I, uh, like, he just gave them a very iconic look. So anyways, they're going to be putting him and Mark Wade their run together in one big omnibus. So I highly recommend it. I mean, if you're looking to give somebody a gift, here's a complete start-finish to a story. You know, great stuff like that. <coughs> uh, I'm looking at some collected editions. So we've talked about these for months, and now they're finally out there, and they've returned. Yeah. The Hunt for Wolverine, Adamantium Agenda, trade paperback. The Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer, trade paperback. Mystery in Matterport, trade paperback. And Weapon Laws, trade paperback. So Wolverine came, well, he died in one book that continued into two books. <laughs> and then it launched a weekly book that nobody read. So they forget all that. Then they brought a one-shot that launched into four four-issue miniseries that conversed into one book. And then now it'll launch into another miniseries. Um, yes, you will need a chalkboard for this. Um, <laughs> well, when when the the miniseries, the four miniseries for the the hunt for, for Wolverine came out, I did. We we talked about it a lot. Well, at least I talked about it a lot because I was reading them. And I have to say, I would I enjoyed them. So as a collected trade paperback, I assume more people will enjoy them even more. Yes, you should definitely go out and check these out. Um, you know, you might like one more than you like the other, but. I thought all four stories were actually well written and well deserved. Yeah, no, I, I kind of, I kind of kick myself for having not bought all of them. I just picked up Weapon Lost. Um, I bought those issues because it was Daredevil, right? And it was Charles Soule, which he's been doing a great job. And yeah, David Marquez, 
That guy is a superstar. His art, to, in my opinion, is just beautiful. Um, but some of the other books were kind of exciting. Mystery in Matapur. You know, that leads to why Psylocke is back in her original body. Yep. Um, Adamantium Agenda. That's like a, hey, it's a new Avengers reunion. It very know? much was, yeah, a new Avengers reunion. If you like your bad guys, Claws of a Killer, you know, it's like. Hey, we all hated Wolverine. Let's I would say up. that was probably the weakest one out of the four, but it still was an interesting story. Like, just to see how Dakin and Sabretooth interact with each other. Yeah, that is There's kind of cool. no love lost between those two. Like, well, they they, they do not like each other. Like, as much as Dakin doesn't like his own father. Like, right. he doesn't like Sabretooth either. Oh, man. Nice. So, yeah, so those are out there. Um, you know, pick them up, definitely. It looks like you're going to get a good read out of all of them. Um Immortal Hulk will be celebrating its 10th issue. That series has been awesome. It's just been a lot of fun. Um, I like what Tenesti Coates is doing with Bruce Banner. He's putting him through the ringer. Uh, Infinity Wars, Infinity Warps, part two of two. So for all the characters that didn't get their own book, now we get to look at a warped version of the Marvel Universe. So take your Marvel folded in half and see what happens. <laughs> so the other day I was listening to a podcast, and I'm not going to say which one, but they were talking about uh, Infinity Warps, and they were talking about the issue uh, issue one of Weapon Hex, yes. which is uh, Laura X-23 Linney, X-23, and, and Scarlet Witch. And yeah. Scarlet Witch. But this person on the podcast kept saying it was X-23 and Doctor Strange put together. And I was like, that's, that's, that's not right. That's not because no, it's, it's... that was Soldier Supreme. Exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, that was yeah, that was Captain America and, and Doctor Strange put together. And I was just like, ah, oh, screaming at my phone or at my, uh, you know, <laughs> car radio as I'm listening to this podcast. And it's like, oh, you're wrong. But, which I assume people that listen to us, when I get things wrong, they're sitting there yelling at the thing. Like, you're wrong. <laughs> but... Fair enough. It's like, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy the Infinity Warps because I am a huge Amalgam fan. Yeah, this is as close so, as we've gotten yeah, in a while. Exactly. Yeah. So let's see. Well, in this one, just to set the record straight for those who will be out there, if you like the uh, mysteriousness of Patch and you like the sassiness of White Queen, we'll get ready for Diamond Patch. That's right. Wolverine <laughs> and Emma will be put together. Um, Kamala... I can't think of her last Khan. name. Khan. Kamala Khan, the new Miss Marvel, will be merged into Kang, and then she will become Kamala Kang. Uh, the design is actually pretty cool looking. It looks really neat. And then you're going to have the Power Pack, but they're going to be angry, so they're going to be the Punisher Pack. That's oh, right. my goodness. Those four sweet, wholesome little kids are going to be having the, uh, the, the the mindset of Frank Castle. <laughs> you know, what is it? It's the Power Pack. It's it's four kids? I, it, there's more, though. Cause there, yeah, cause, there are. Typically, they, they go with growing the four, up, but yeah, they, they And then there's stuff. a younger one. So I want to know who those two parents are. Like, who are these people that are just pumping out these powered beans? You know, yeah, I've always thought about that, too. It's like, because, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm okay with you know, child superheroes and stuff like that. And especially if they got superpowers, it's easier, but yeah, you're like, are the parents even mentioned in the book? You know, or I don't know. Like I've Muppet never read a power pack. Just a pair yeah. of legs exactly. that walks around. And you never know. Which, uh, so you got the, you got the Guthrie's, you got the summers and you got, <laughs> and you got the, the powers. Like those all are power pumping out children, <laughs> families right there. Well, they have to keep doing that because you know, if they have a child and that child doesn't have powers, that's the supervillain. Oh, dang. Because yeah, it's going to be the man. whole time. Like, I didn't get powers. Because <laughs> I think that's kind of how they played out Maximus 
from the Inhumans when he first came That's out. True. He didn't it, really have a power. He, he doesn't have a Maximus yeah. the Mad. Yeah, Maximus the Mad. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. So anyways, yeah, if you want to get your 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 peanut butter mixed with your chocolate, there you go. Infinity <laughs> warp it out. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Marvel's been really thinking about your holiday. These were fun. Uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale when they came back to Marvel Comics. They did a series of touching stories, and they called them, well, they basically colorized them. So you had yellow, blue, gray, and white. So they'll be collecting those four six-issue miniseries into one omnibus. Uh, That should be actually really decently sized. Um, Yellow was Daredevil, and that was him dealing with the death of Karen Page. Blue was Spider-Man as he was reflecting the death of Gwen Stacy. Gray was Bruce Banner reflecting on the life of Betty Banner, or, God, Betty Ross, sorry, <laughs> before she got bannered. Uh, and she wasn't a She-Hulk yet. Then they, At that point of publication, she was dead. And then White, and this was Captain America thinking about his brother-in-arms, Bucky. And when this series was originally published, Captain America White, I want to say I don't think we had known the Winter Soldier in the comics I don't think we had known the Winter Soldier was going to be Bucky. Mm. Like it was alluded to, but you never knew, you know. So at this point, like it was like, oh, he wasn't thinking about like, oh, he's back. I remember this adventure we had. So it's fun stuff. Um, definitely, if you're a fan of Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, you I know their DC works. Are right, go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. Finish oh, it. So you know their DC work. So I would definitely say take a chance on these. They've been great stories. A yellow and blue are just two of my top favorites. I was going to say, I think I've only read, read yellow and blue. I don't think I've read gray or white. And it wasn't white. T- didn't that take a long time before that yeah, came out? It was like they, they did the zero issue hyping it. And then I think they did issue one. And then it was gone for like four years. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, like I said, when they launched it, I don't even think Winter Soldier, like it had either just happened or maybe it wasn't even an idea yet. It was something to that effect. I did have my problems with Spider-Man Blue. I mean, I, I guess not really problems, but to me, it's just a kind of a weird story because to me, and that's just because of when I came into Spider-Man, it's it's Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Right. And I understand that there's this whole history of Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. And Gwen was also a friend to Mary Jane. Like, the two of them were also friends. So yeah. you have... This the issue starts off with Peter just sitting there, kind of talking to Gwen. Yeah, and then eventually Mary Jane comes in. She's like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm, you know, we were friend- I was friends with her too. So let's both talk to her, kind of thing." Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there should be this cattiness between the two, or like Peter Parker should just forget about Gwen Stacy. But it's just it seems weird to me that you're sitting here pining over the girl that maybe you killed, maybe you didn't, you know, but you definitely lost. While you're married and very much in love with another woman. Well, yeah, you're right. Like, I I think because like for yellow, that one works because yellow works because he just lost Karen Page. Um, For blue, it's kind of tough because you're like, she's been gone for a while now. I mean, I get it. You know, like, I think he should have framed it a little bit more. Like maybe it was like, Oh, this would have been Gwen turning 30. Right. Something to that effect. Like gave us something a little bit more because it's not sad to reflect, but then it's like, dude, you've been with Mary Jane for a long time. You've been married to her. You had back a then kid. There was a marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would have had a kid. There was the, the unfortunate loss, you know, so, it, or go ahead. No, yeah, it's just yeah. like to me, it just always seemed weird. It's, I, I, there's another one, another hero out there that 
that does the same thing and I, I don't remember who it is at the moment but I it's 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 just always like oh it's weird that you that that this keeps coming up that it's it's such a motivator for you when you obviously moved on but you know it's whatever creators want to do you know writers yeah. and artists whatever they want which story they want to yeah, uh, put focus their spin on. on it now yeah so but anyways yeah, I, I definitely recommend it uh, gray was cool because it was it was Bruce Banner sitting down talking to Doc Samson uh, in a therapy session and he was reflecting on his wife Betty Ross you know, and he was like, oh, I remember when I first met her. And that was the neat thing about these stories, too, is they were kind of like an origin tale as well. And then, like I said, for Captain America, it was him reflecting on Bucky. But Yellow, Yellow is perfect. Like, read Guardian Devil and then read Yellow. That one was beautiful. Uh, let's see, moving along. Here's probably Marvel's big book, their big book of the month. So we loved him in the movie. He was one of their top villains in the MCU. So now he's going to finally start being a character the way he was on the screen. Killmonger will be getting his own five-part miniseries, and so issue one will be launching this Wednesday. Um, here's a miniseries that I've been enjoying, but it's kind of weird, and it's really weird the way everything's ended because the Daredevil book ended, and then you're going to have this Daredevil Man Without Fear thing going on. And but anyway, so Marvel Knights, the imprint is celebrating its 20th anniversary, and we will be getting our third issue. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, it's it's really been an interesting book because basically all of Marvel, all the heroes, villains, everybody, they don't know who they are. Like Reed Richards knows he's Reed Richards, but he doesn't know he's Mr. Fantastic. Ben Grimm's walking around and he thinks he sees Ben Grimm. Matt Murdock is just a blind lawyer, but Frank Castle knows <laughs> and he's been slowly waking up some of the heroes. So issue two left us with uh, Punisher, Elektra, and Daredevil are all awoke. So now they're going to be trying to get the rest of the Marvel heroes there. Oh, and Bruce Banner, <clears throat> I don't think he's Hulk yet, but he knows because there's a child who leaves him notes. And I'm guessing that child's probably the Hulk writing stuff down. Uh, but I could be wrong. Maybe there's sense. another twist. Uh, so yeah, so those are pretty exciting. Uh, John Byrne, he's been one of my favorite writer artists of both Marvel and DC Comics. And Marvel has honored him. They've given him an omnibus, the Marvel Universe by John Byrne omnibus. But he's done so much that they will actually be finally releasing volume two. So this is just going to be a great celebration of the career of John Byrne. Uh, he's done a lot of great Fantastic Four stuff, X-Men. Uh, unfortunately, his Spider-Man wasn't that great. But he's uh, Captain America. He did a great run on that. So there's a lot of this is a good sampling of all of his stuff. Um, Marvel's The Avengers Untitled Prelude Number One. They've gotten smart. They know we cheat us comic book fans, and we can look at the solicitations and be like, "I know what Avengers Four is called." That's right. It's called Untitled. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, they're they're going to be stretching this one out. It's going to be three issues. Um, so these books are kind of neat because they will basically recap the movie for you, but then they'll also give you a little bit of the space in between what was happening before, what was happening after, what was happening to other people as well. So these are always kind of fun. Uh, speaking of some Yuletide-ness, Merry X-Men Holiday Special number one. This is going to be, I think it's 25 pages because the thought process is read one page a day. Uh, so every character that they can cram in there will get a one-page story. So that's kind of a neat little holiday gimmick. Um, I don't know if it has Cyclops, so I might be passing. <laughs> <laughs> 
But soon. Oh, yes, very soon. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, Spider-Geddon will be getting a handbook just so you know which Spider-Man, how Spider-Man, and what universe they come from. Spider-Man Deadpool issue 43 will be out there as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, the True Believer section. This is great for stocking stuffers. So True Believers, Fantastic Four, Mad Thinker, and Al- Awesome Android number one. So, yeah, Mad Thinker. He's a screwball. Don't mess with him. So you'll be getting his first appearance there. True Believers, Fantastic Four, Puppet Master. Uh, so Alicia Masters, the blind girlfriend of the of Bruce uh, Bruce of Ben Grimm, well, now uh, her father. Yeah, well, that's true. They're well engaged, so that'll be coming soon. Oh, I thought um, they got married. I don't think it's happened yet, but I could be wrong. Oh, so the party uh, in, in Avenger, uh, Fantastic Four number one was just the engagement party? Yeah, that was just the engagement, yep. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, her father was the evil puppet master, so this will be a reprinting of his first appearance. True Believers Fantastic Four Scrolls, number one. So yes, to get ready for Captain Marvel, you can read about, we were just talking about Captain Marvel, so the other Captain <laughs> the Marvel. The other Captain Marvel. But even then in the Marvel Universe, the other Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, a, I wish I could draw, that'd be great to like, like do how they've been doing those Captain commercials, Captain, Captain, Captain. Yeah. And we should do that where it's like Billy, Captain, 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 Captain. <laughs> the last one I'll walk in, I'll be Captain America. I'll be like, aww. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Uncanny X-Men issue four will be out. This will be continuing the weekly adventures of the relaunched mutants under the new writing trinity that holds them dear um this is continuing on with the x-men disassembled i i gotta say like i mean i'm excited about the idea but the execution's just been a little too slow for my taste uh, i think instead of having a weekly book i'd rather probably have like five monthly issues that kind of get it going but i mean i hope it keeps going and i hope it picks up Venom will be celebrating its ninth issue. And Winter Soldier number one will be out. He'll be getting a five-part miniseries. And this is kind of neat because Winter Soldier is going to be going out there and finding people who were good people and they've done something wrong. And so now Bucky is going to do his best to kind of get them fixing themselves. So this is going to be just a great Spirit of Redemption style story. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Wolverine Old Man Logan will be getting a trade paperback collection The Hunter and Hunted this will be volume 9 in that series and then if you are trying to figure out X-Men because right now they're all over the place their publication schedule has been crazy so Extermination will be the book that basically should have reset the X-Men and then that way you can launch cleverly into X-Men Uncanny X-Men Disassembled but it's, it's been pushed back because of art delays and things like that so it hasn't finished and then there's going to be X-Men The Exterminated, which will be the issue dealing with the death of Cable. Uh, the preview pages look fantastic because it shows Hope. Hope finally recognizing that she has a father and that she has family. And it's even very more touching because Jean Grey is back to life and she's dealing with the fact that she's lost a son. So it's very exciting. Uh, apparently, they've, they've, they've told us that this will not spoil the extermination main book. So that's a bummer for me because I love my spoilers. But anyway, so yeah, if you've been curious to think, uh, to see what's going on with the X-Men and how it's going to shift into Disassembled, which is already launched, this will be one of the books to pick up as well. So that's what's out there. So bring your checkbook and get a lot of good stuff. Well, there you go. Uh, as we were hinting at, there's a bunch of uh, comic book of adjacent stuff coming out. We got uh, Aquaman coming up here pretty quick. Uh, Trailer-wise, how are you excited, unexcited? I am excited. I am hopeful. Um, I mean, like, I worry that it's going to have the, the the DC Comics, or not DC, the, the Warner Brothers formula of let's cram everyone in there. 
Um, I'm excited to see to see Ocean Master. I love the casting. Uh, same for Black Manta. Uh, I am worried that they're going to start putting the others in there as well. You know that part of the Kingdom of Atlantis. Um, but I am excited to see the history. Um, Nicole Kidman's back. You know, so she's going to exp- have to explain to Aquaman why she was with Batman back in the day. <laughs> um, but no, it looks good. I mean, the what do you think of the good. the traditional orange suit? Did you see the trailer oh, where that yes. one popped up? Yeah. I love it. I, I've <laughs> seen the toy. Um, it's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, like, I, you know, I, I, when they did the whole Batman versus Superman suit, I figured, okay, that's probably going to be the costume he gets. All right, that's fine. Uh, then they did the one for Justice League, and I didn't mind it. It was, like, it was stretching. It was kind of like, well, we wanted something different, but it'll homage to the classic. But I think with Aquaman, this one's the way to do it. Just do the damn suit. Mm-hmm. And they did. And it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Uh, Mara's costume is on point. It looks very classic. And uh, uh, Black Manta, it looks good. Like you're going to finally see those big giant red eyes fire out <laughs> those beams of death. And just it's going to look great. And Ocean Master, like I think that's, I think they've taken elements of his costume, but they definitely put a better spin on it. So that looks good. Uh, then I haven't watched all the episodes yet. I plan on getting to them, uh, this weekend, but the DC, uni- or DC CW universe crossover, C- uh, special this year. Yeah. Every year. Event. Yeah. That. So this is, this one's called Elseworlds. We're getting introduced to Batwoman is kind of the, the big one that we're going to be getting. Uh, it, it definitely means that Batman exists in the, in the Arrowverse as it's being called. Um, uh, from you know, from the, what we see from the trailers, is that Barry and Ollie essentially t- change places and somehow like uh, the, the one of those trading places moments. Kind of <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing where where uh, Ollie is in the I'm guessing in the body of Barry and he's the fastest man alive, and then same thing with Ollie being in the body of or Barry being in the body of Ollie and being having all the skills of uh, the the Green Arrow fight fighting wise. So. That Batwoman being introduced because then we were supposed to get the Batwoman C- series next spring, I believe. Oh, really? I yeah. did not know she was going to get a show. She's going to get her own show too. Wow. Okay. Uh, then uh, just just to see what what that all entails. What's going to happen? What, what's that going to be about? Uh, I, I'm super excited. Yeah, I I think this looks great. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that I love, and I'm going to drop a spoiler, but I mean, if you're watching entertainment news, I think you know, but the fact that John Wesley's ship will be back in the Flash suit the, again. The Flash suit that he yeah. wore in the 90s, yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved that show. I mean, I know it was goofy as all can be, and it was amazing, too, because Barry Allen had been dead, like, let's see, I think, well, 86. He died in 86, and that show was definitely... 1990. Oh, 90, 92, maybe. Nope, oh, 90. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean... It's like hey, came let's out do right a show. after Batman eighty nine. Okay, that's right. And that's that why you have those, those you have feels yeah. in there, yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, yeah, to to pick that because I was very surprised because I remember watching the show and then I went to Circle K and I bought some Flash comics. I'm like, why aren't they calling him Barry? <laughs> why is he called Wally? This is weird. They must have screwed up. Oh but well. <laughs> but that's also the thing is that whenever we get uh, live action versions of Barry, he, they, he still treat, they still act more like Wally. Yeah, that's not even live action. Even uh, in the Justice League cartoon, like well, the, the Barry... Justice League cartoon, the, the first one, that is Wally. Oh, really? Yeah, that was Wally. Um, 
They so just Michael did, Rosenbaum they just did the never, voice of Wally? Yeah, he was oh. Wally West. I thought he was I mean, they never really officially said who it was. But the costume. But it was. It was, yeah, it was definitely Wally. Because that's why even in Flash Rebirth, when uh, Ethan Van Scriver, when he did the redesign, if you look at his lightning bolt, it was the animated series lightning bolt. Hmm. So it kind of paid homage because that's what finally, like, I mean, Wally was a fantastic character. And I need they need to put his original Flash issues in trade paperback. Um, but you're right. You know, whenever they portray Barry, it's like, well, let's keep that super smart brain, but let's get that recklessness of Wally West. In yeah, there exactly. Have these womanizing wild adventures <laughs> instead of being a crew cut bow tie comic book reading kind of guy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You can love those people too. You know. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we got we got that coming up. I'm excited to watch that uh, when I get the opportunity, and I'll report back. Um, uh, Titans is on the second half of its season. We've watched probably the first half at this point. Uh, are you up? You down? Oh, I'm up. I'm yeah. loving this show. Like honestly, I, I gotta say, and kind of going back to the discussion we were saying earlier there with uh, Dick Grayson, I like Detective Grayson. I like it. I mean, I know he was a cop, and I think that was great too. Um, I, like, I guess sometimes I get lost. And, and I read, you know, we read comic books and obviously we, we love the romantic part of, you know, like it's Green Lantern and he's in space. But part of what sells the book, though, is the adventures of Hal Jordan, what he's going through, you know, like what's his job doing and all these things. I mean, I don't know. I know it's goofy in today's modern world where people are like, oh, Clark Kent's ridiculous. But I like that. I like Clark Kent. I like that he's a. You know, he's a reporter. He's a champion of justice, you know, and I love when he's in those situations where it's like, oh, God, I need to go. And then Jimmy Olsen's right there. And it's like, hey, uh, Jimmy, um, uh, oops, I spilled all the coffee. You need to leave this room now. And <laughs> or you know, like I think it was Superman. Well, Superman, the movie, you know, he falls out the window and then he quickly changes to Superman. I love those moments. I think they're great. And so it's exciting to see a secret identity. And I'm glad that, you know, because unfortunately, Nightwing is better than Dick Grayson. And that shouldn't be. It should be Nightwing and Dick Grayson are the same. So Nightwing's been way better of a character, but I love that this show is giving Dick personality. So I'm very excited. And like I said, I hope the comics are going to set up and be like, okay, that's the way to do Dick Grayson. Then we have Enter the Spider-Verse coming up here on Sony's uh, Spider-Man franchise. It's essentially... You know, Sony's way of, since they can't do the live-action Spider-Man movies right now, which they are, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home are definitely Sony movies. They just are in association with uh, the MCU, like straight-up Marvel Studios, uh, as opposed to Venom, which is a Sony movie in association with Marvel, not Marvel Studios. Yeah. There's a difference, people, if (laughs) if if you look, but... Uh, yeah, they're doing, you know, they're doing a Peter Parker story, but then they're doing a Miles Morales story. So, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, I assume, is going to take heavily from Spider-Verse, the, uh, the crossover event for Spider-Man, what, how many years back now? Uh, probably like three, I think. Three years, About yeah. Three years. I think, though, I think there's going to be a little bit of a hidden gem. I think we're going to see something of Spider-Man in there. Although the one that Brian Michael Bendis did where he had Peter Parker oh, yeah, and Miles yeah. meet for the first time. I think we're going to see that because... I, and I, I hope they do that. I think it's better to make it a lighthearted film instead of a darker film mm-hmm. because Spider-Verse is a dark series. I mean, it's Morlem, and he comes through and he fi- he finds all these different versions of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and he just eats their soul and kills them. So, like, have that looming in the background as the menace, but have those fun 
touchstone yeah, moments, yeah. you know. So I think I think that would also be definitely a comic book trade to read before watching the movie. When we have, uh, oh, what was I going to get at? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, what we've seen from the trailer is that there's Peter Parker, there's Miles Morales, there's Gwen Stacy as Ghost Spider or Spider Gwen, yeah. as you know, Meta Lee. Uh, Noir, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man Noir. uh, Peter Porker, or Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. Then there's S-P-I backslash D-E-R, or whatever. Spider. She's uh, the... Yeah, the robot robot mech. And I think there's one more, isn't there? Or is that it? I think there might be, but I'm not too sure. Nothing's popping in my mind. But again... Like we might see a ton more in the film. But yeah, I think those would I, be the featured ones. Honestly, I, I think Sony would be remiss not to include at least a scene or some kind of showing of Tom Hardy's Venom. Like, oh, that'd be smart. That'd yeah. be you could open up a portal or however it is that you know the Spider Verse stuff happens, and there's there's Tom Tom Hardy's Ed Bro- Eddie Brock that connects now, connects to the other Spider Man. Now, when you do that in your mind's eye. Do you have them in an animated style like the movie, or do you actually straight up have it the film so it is the actor Tom Hardy? Oh no, I do it. I do an animated style. Okay. That way, you could keep it secret because you could just have Tom Hardy show up to a, a sound booth somewhere, and no one's gonna be like, "Oh, he's putting on the suit again for yeah. something," you know, like that. It's it, Sony could have kept it a secret, so it's a it's a nice reveal. Yeah. Uh, is there any other particular Spider-Man that you would love to see in the Spider Verse? So one thing also is that. People who have gotten the chance to see it already saying it's the best Spider-Man movie yet to date. Wow. They're also saying it's the best animated movie of the year. And this is you know coming from when we already had uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 this year. We've had Incredibles, Incredibles 2? 2 this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I feel like there was there's one other animated movie that was huge this year, but I can't think of it. But uh, any other Spider-Man that you'd love to see? Obviously, I, I want my clones. You know, I would love to see Ben and Kane in there. Um, but if I could, just for the uh, just for the visual, I do hope we do get to see the Superior Spider-Man. I think that'd be neat. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm excited for that one because that just screams make action figures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, right after that, I, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's anything in January, but we definitely in February is when is it February or March? One of the two is when we get, uh, well, we get our two Captain Marvels. We get yes. Shazam and we get Captain Marvel. I don't remember which ones. I think March is when we get Captain Marvel yes, with Carol from, Danvers. Yeah, Carol. And February is when we get Shazam. Well, no, I think we get them in April, actually. Because if I remember correctly, April 4th is going to be the Thursday night premiere of Billy Batson. Oh, okay. Then yeah. never mind. So, but yeah, no. But I mean, either way, coming next year, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. You know? <laughs> So, um, with Captain Marvel, let's go into the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe first. Um, what are you excited about for that film? For that film, uh, I, I guess I mean, what I'm most excited is that Brie Larson's playing Ka- Carol Danvers. Like, I think that character is very interesting, and the fact that she's been rebooted, retooled, reimagined so many times, so as time goes on to kind of give her a stronger story, I guess is to say, is that we're gonna get we're gonna see that. We're gonna see the different versions of her kind of thing. I it's how I feel, at least what from what I saw in the trailer. I don't know how much I like about this whole back in the nineties thing, but it is a way of giving us some of our older characters that are might be dead. Right. Uh the the younger 
Sam Jackson as younger Nick Fury kind of looks cool. Uh, young Clark Gregg as young Coulson kind of looks cool. Uh, we're going to see um, the interrogator? No. The, oh, Ronan the Accuser. The Accuser. We're yes. going to see him and his lackey played by Jaiman Hansu, hmm. uh, who, which I, I, I've been saying this plenty of times because he's going to be that same actor. Oh, yes. Is going to be an Aquaman as the king of the, the others. The others. Yep. And he's also going to be in Shazam as the Wizard Shazam. So he's in both Captain Marvel movies. <laughs> he's our access. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, all that. But I guess the biggest thing that I'm excited for is to see how it connects to <laughs> Avengers 4, which is kind of sad. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. Infinity War leaves us with the, the Nick Fury using the pager, and on the pager is Captain Marvel's symbol. Like, what's... What does that mean? Is does does Captain does Nick Fury have a way of contacting the past? Does is Captain Marvel just been sitting inside some type of chamber, like waiting to be released, kind of thing? Yeah. So who knows? But what are you most excited about with that movie? I am very excited to see, like I guess, like to explore the Kree world, to explore the Kree because. To me, like, I've often thought about it. Like, even when I thought about the original Captain Marvel for the Marvel Universe, like, he was a traitor, you know? Essentially, he was... He sided with the humans. Yeah, because he was sent to Earth to infiltrate, and it was kind of like, actually, they're they're a good race of people. Maybe we don't need their planet. We'll leave them to it. And he was Captain Marvel, and so we pronounced it Marvel. And he was a superhero, and then eventually he his, you know, one time on an adventure, saving Carol Danvers, you know, his powers transferred to her and all that. Um, I'm just excited to see the legacy. I want to, I want to see how they play out the, um, uh, the, the, the Captain Marvel core, I guess to me, that's how Star I feel Force. like they're doing. Yeah. The star force, yeah. how they're playing that out. Um, I, I always love going into Marvel space because that opens up a lot of doors. So I'm kind of like, Hey, maybe we'll see a young Peter Quill in there. You know, like, will she be like, they could, the they could definitely you know? come across yeah. the ravagers and you know, you know rocket see raccoon could easily make an appearance. Groot could make an appearance. You know, so I hope we, we get some stuff like that. Um, I'm just excited to continue the Marvel story. You know, like I said, to, or like you said, you know, it's like it'll be neat to see like, okay, how does this fit into Avengers 4? You know, because we think that thing's a pager, but you're right. Does it transcend time? You know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, that alerts somebody to get the nega bands and click them together. So then Captain Marvel's finally free. I don't know. You know, like there's there's definitely a lot of like Captain Marvel hasn't been po- popular for and, and let me rephrase that. Captain Marvel, you know, the original one, he hasn't been popular for a long time because they killed him off. They gave him cancer like in the 80s. Um, and then we didn't have a Captain Marvel. We had Miss Marvel for a long time. And then eventually she became the Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 one of those books where it was like, luckily it wasn't popular. So they did a lot of neat things inside there. Like Thanos first squared off against Captain Marvel before anything else. So it'll be very exciting to see what that movie peels back in terms of the layers of the MCU. So you know, it's got to be funny over there at the Marvel Comics uh, headquarters company, whatever you want to call it. For the longest time, you know, every year they had to produce some type of Captain Marvel book to keep the rights to that name. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, every once in a while, Captain Marvel would just, uh, a new person would come up and be like, oh, I'm Captain Marvel. But then you'd find out it was an imposter or, 
you know, there was just a memory of a, of a uh, mission that someone did with him back in the day kind of thing. Right. And meanwhile, Carol Diamers is still running around, you know, as Ms. Marvel or, well, like, or Binary or Warbird or all these other things. Right. And then finally someone probably was just like, why don't we just call her Captain Marvel and we don't have to worry about the ti- the name or bringing back Marvel every once in a while kind of thing. <laughs> someone probably just like said that and then like a light bulb went off in, I don't know if it was Casada at the time, but just like, oh yeah, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, and actually, that makes me think about all the other the other title holders. Now, I associate this character with you, and I don't know if if I'm thinking wrong, but Guinness Vale. Yeah, I love that that version of Captain Marvel. Like, so, do you want you want a cameo? I think we're getting a cameo. We have to be getting a cameo. He's would we? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we'd get it in this. Who's one. that? That famous actor that's in the movie Jude Law. Yeah, there you go. He's Guinness Vale. <laughs> you, you think so? I mean, it, I, it's possible. I, like everybody's thinking that he's going to be Marvel. Like that's yeah. the big thing but apparently there's there's something to do with toys that have kind of leaked out who he actually is but i've not looked because i don't want to be spoiled yeah i i haven't I, I saw the article there i think it was the funko pops because even then they reveal that oh carol sorry i hope i'm not messing this up for you but like carol's gonna have a cree name oh i didn't know that oh, yeah sorry um no that's fine you know, that's not that big of a thing yeah so that'll be very interesting i i have a feeling you don't get a high profile actor and i haven't seen the toy thing i'm just speculating um I think he's going to be a villain. I think so, too. Yeah, I think he's going to be like, like he's going to be like how Sinestro was. You know, it's right. like, oh, Carol comes, he trains her, they form this bond, and then all of a sudden it's like, look, I love peace so much that I'll start war for it. <laughs> I think, I think, and like I said, I, I haven't looked at the toy either, and I, I, I'm purely speculating, but I think he's going to be Super Scroll. I think Ooh. I think he might be Marvel, but like someone that there's a super scroll that's impersonating Marvel, like the real Marvel died Yeah, already. he's the Clartel, I think, or whatever the, how you pronounce super scroll scrollian name. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ooh, I like that. Which twist. then introduces the whole secret invasion thing, which can be all a par- all of Phase Four for the MCU. Like, who's actually the hero that we've been watching? Who's a, a super scroll in, in in hiding kind of thing? And that's Avengers Five is the culmination, and then we get Norman Osborn and. And all of a sudden, he's the top cop because he shot shot the Spider Woman version. I don't know. <laughs> Dark Reign of the MCU. All right, so I'd be curious just to see this one. So we were we were joking around. Everything was going to be in threes for this episode. Three heroes, villains, characters. I don't care how you like. Alyssa Milano was a scroll. Okay, <laughs> who are the three people that you are like? I'm sorry to report you weren't that character. Who would you scrollify? Ooh, wow. Three so MCU people. Uh, shit. Uh, I think you do. I think you do Nick Fury. Ooh, wow. just just to throw everybody off. Uh, I feel and then that means we get Nick Fury for nine more movies because that means Samuel L. Jackson didn't play <laughs> Nick Fury. He played a scroll. Oh, I love it. You saved perfect. It. <laughs> um, I think that you could throw in maybe Buck. Ooh, yeah. That one scares me because I was thinking that. I was like, oh, who would I pick? And I, of course, went to some of my go-tos. But then that scares me because then it's easy to say that, well, Bucky's dead. So yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that Bucky would, that, died. That would, that would definitely hit me right in the feels. And then you give me one villain and, ooh, I don't know. Who, who would be a good villain? That would be. Well, this way we could redo them. So think about that. That could be a potential there too. Like, let's say there was a good villain that just wasn't executed correctly in the movies. 
And it's like, I, okay. I feel like you have someone in mind. <laughs> I, I had it and it slipped away. Cause I was like, <laughs> who was a villain that I was just led to? Oh, the Mandarin. Oh, we could do that. Uh, you we could, we throw could throw the, the real Mandarin, 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 in, Mandarin there. in there. <laughs> uh, and then instead of Norman Osborn, you have uh, uh, Baron Zemo or Helmet Zemo or, yeah, you know, from uh, Civil War. Oh, yeah. He comes in with his Thunderbolts and saves the day at the end of Fanta- uh, the Avengers 4. Or Avengers Five, sorry. Well, and I like too. Like, we, like he'll be a field agent, but then like when you relaunch him as a hero, they could do that. Like Citizen V. Yeah, you there know, you boom, go. Now we see that on the big screen. So, uh, yeah, we scrolls and uh, Thunderbolts comes out of Avengers Five. Oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Dark Rain. So uh, after that, like we said, we get the Shazam movie. Zachary Levi. I I honestly think. That we're going to be getting a Superman, Henry Cavill Superman cameo. I think that's just me hoping, though, because there hasn't been anything reported. But they did go back for those, what, reshoots. one month of reshoots. Like it, At first, it was only supposed to be like like nine days, but then they moved it up to a whole month of reshoots. Oh, so, wow. so I think something could have come from that. And they're just keeping it secret that Henry Cavill resigned for his uh, contract or whatever. But I hope so. That's just me. That's just yeah. me hoping against hope. No, like I agree with you because it's like I get it. The DC worlds of DC, I think they call it officially, the worlds of DC. Like, I, it's not official. Oh, it's not official. No. So I, what the hell do we call? It? Is it it's still just, the DC? It's not. Or? That's not even official either. That was oh, never yeah. official either. That's just. So these Warner Brothers films. That exactly. They do. <laughs> it's all it is. It's DC films. You know, because like I mean, I at first I'll admit, like when Jeff John says it all counts, I was like, that's lame. <laughs> you know, but then it's like, well, wait a second, that's kind of exciting because. Then they could do their own Into the Spider-Verse. And they could do their own crisis. Yeah, and you could do stuff like that. So you could have, I mean, especially with the way technology is, we could potentially see Christopher Reeve, like, how cool would that be if the Justice League got knocked down? And this is, you know, Justice League crisis on two Earths, and then bam, there's Christopher Reeve, John Wesley Shipp, Linda Carter, and Michael Keaton, and... I guess we'd have to use Ryan Reynolds, but you know, the, the first versions of some of those classic heroes that it's like, Oh my God, like how cool would that be? But I just, I, I want the DC films to work. Cause I've got a big suspicion that like, I, I think I know wonder woman two will be safe and they'll put Shazam out there. Obviously they, they've got all that stuff going, but it's like, I almost feel like DC could just be like, ah, oh, hell with it. Let's just do a reshoot. You know, like but, restart again. But Wonder Woman's kind of scary because that got pushed from November of 2019 to right. summer of 2020. That's right. That's like, true. Why are they? Why push. did they decide to put all that? That was a huge push. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, because I mean, it's you know what they've been talking like, oh, Green Lantern Corps will be out in 2020, and it's like we haven't even heard of casting. No, that's and not, I don't even think that happening. movie's happening. Yeah, and then Flash. Well, it's going to happen. It's just not going to happen that quick. Oh yeah. And Flash is getting pushed back. You had Ezra Miller yeah. come out and say, "Hey, if you know anything about Barry, he never shows up on time." So yeah, but that's well, it's that's DC telling him what to say. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we still you're under a contract. Yeah, make everybody uh, happy. <laughs> Cyborg movie's not going to go forward. Um, what's the, oh, we got we got the full title for the Birds of Prey movie, which is essentially just Harley Quinn's movie because uh, yeah. it's the Birds of Prey or the Emancipation of the Fantabulous man- Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah. Something like that. Um, uh, we have the Joker movie that's going to come out next year. We have uh, Jared Leto saying that he's still supposed to make another Joker movie. We have James Gunn writing Suicide Squad 2. We have... 
um, a Matt Reeves Batman movie that's somewhere in the future. Yeah, that's if right. If that ever gets made. I don't know if there's any definite answer on Ben Affleck yet. I don't think there has been. I don't I, I don't feel like there hasn't either. Yeah. But, well, and that's the thing. Like, is that Warner Brothers? Like, hey, let's play this crazy close to the vest that we've recovered Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. You know, because like to me, I almost feel like it's all a big loss. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame because, I mean, I'm happy with both their casting. I think they're great actors for those parts. I wish they would have gone with a younger Batman, just because, you know. And I mean, not to say Ben Affleck's old. You know, I, I just wish they would have made him look younger. Like, hey, let's let's give him that jet black hair and all that stuff. Well, that's I think that's what they tried to do with Justice League. Like they had him shave, and then they they kind of you kind of say his, his hair is a little bit darker than it was in Batman v Superman and stuff yeah, like true, that. Yeah, because they they re- Zack Snyder really wanted to make Dark Knight Returns, and that's kind of half the movie or a third of the movie that we got with Batman v Superman. Yeah, right. Um, what's one of the problems I have with the Shazam movie is that the Ashel Angel or whatever his name is, the kid that's playing um, Billy Batson. Uh-huh. I, I mean, that kid's like eighteen, and oh wow, you know, so we, he's not a kid. I mean, he's playing. Okay, he's playing he's, a kid. He's but... playing that fifteen-year-old or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. By the time we get to the third Shazam movie, if that happens, he's going to be 22. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Well, even, I don't know. Either way, he's going to be older. Yeah, he's not going to be a kid. He's not going to be a kid. That's, I mean, why didn't we go with a young Billy Batson? Why didn't we go with a 10-year-old, yeah, a 12-year-old? should have done a Carl thing, you know. Like, yeah. Let's get that young actor and watch this kid grow up before our eyes if we get to continue a, a story like that. So, <laughs> it's. It, I think that's the unfortunate part, but... Maybe maybe by the time we get to the third movie, it's just Zachary Levi. He, like he's playing the, <laughs> both versions of the character. It's Zachary Levi, and he's just the jam. And then we get old man. <laughs> Clint so, Eastwood comes out. <laughs> uh, then that brings us to straight up to uh, Avengers Four. Yes. We still don't have a proper title for it. No, nope. we haven't had a trailer for it yet, unless. Behind the scenes, <laughs> recording this on Sunday, and uh, we put this out on Wednesday. So, the big rumor right now is that it's going to come out Monday night football, uh, be- in between when we record and when when it airs. You know what ticks me off? I'm gonna be traveling for work, <sighs> and I'm gonna be like, oh, so I'm gonna be in dead zones. I don't I think back. it's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't think it will. Because I think right now, everybody's just throwing shit at. Fans. Oh yeah, yeah. In in the the source. And I use that source. I use that name real, real loosely. That uh-huh. came. That says that this is going to happen. They have been wrong on more things than anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, th- I and, and and why would they waste it on Monday Night Football? You're only going to get certain amount of people to watch that. Well, it is an Eagles game. <laughs> even so, even so, it's just no. It, it, that's not the, the if dynamic. Did, if it didn't come out for Wreck It Ralph two, it's not going to be. It, it wasn't going to. It's not going to be on Monday Night Football. Yeah. If it's it. If the next big thing, Mary Poppins returns, I could see it coming out there. I That's a Disney that. property, yep. and they they want people to go see that movie. But I don't know. Um, no, I don't. Do you I have don't any have more speculation on what the title is? You know, it's tough. Like, I mean, uh, part of me, I I just want to think Avengers Assemble. I, I just want to think it's that. I think that's a great title. Since we actually, I don't think they've actually said the Assemble word no, yet. They've never said it, and so because I mean, we to get me, in, in Avengers. Two or Civil yeah, War? Age of Ultron. No, Age of no, Ultron. Age of Ultron. He's, he's about to say yeah, assemble, but... Uh, and then they shut it off, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they've alluded to it. I don't know if he actually said it. We can't say that he did or didn't. You know, but to me, that's what I feel like it would be. Um, because I don't know. Like, I, part of me kind of wonders, like... I mean, Thor Ragnarok was a comic book title. 
You yeah. Know? Um, so maybe they start sticking with that. So it's like, but okay. see, that, that makes me think it's disassembled. Well, that's what it's yeah, exactly. disassemble. So then it's like, well, maybe that's that's what I was going to go to. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's the alluded to that this is where the team has fallen apart, literally, figuratively, in all those crazy fun ways. So that's where I think about it. But again, disassembled means something to us. To the moviegoer, they might be like, why is that a big thing? Well, I mean, I feel like you know? the word is still it's it's still a common enough word that people are going to be because because we did we lost half of the Avengers, if not oh, yeah. more. So it's they they are disassembled. However. <laughs> the, the 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 Avengers from the first movie are all still around. Yes. So uh, there's that. But I don't know. Uh, I think Disassembled is is the perfect title for it. I think I think Endgame is a possibility. I don't want it to be because I don't. I didn't like that Avengery. one. No. Yeah. Um, if it had anything to do with time, like, do you, can you think of any Avengers? But see, that's where I would. It would have to have been Kang. And I just, without Kang being there, I don't really see them. Well, I feel like Kang might show up at the end of the movie. Ooh, okay, maybe, yeah, and that's true. The quantum realm with the way Ant Man. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, then the Once and Future Avengers, you know. Is that what that was called? I believe so. Well, they've always done like the Once and Future Kang. Right. They've done that play on words, so. But I I think Kang is just too big for the title right now. Mm. Um, Next Avengers? You know, Avengers Next, maybe you could do it that way. They play that, cause, but they, they have the animated property. Um, gosh, that's just tough. Maybe the Heroes Return. I mean, we are Heroes getting, Return, you know, I like that. We are getting a big omnibus of the Heroes Return but collection. That kinda, I feel like that, that kind of like ruins the idea of us getting back the people at the end of the movie or in the middle of the movie. Oh yeah. Because you don't want to spoil that. Like maybe we keep the potential drama there that they're going to be dead. Right. Because just because we're getting Bucky, Loki, Scarlet, Witch, or sorry, and vision back doesn't mean that those shows are set after the movie. Right. They yeah. could be put any time. They could have. Yeah. The, the Loki and, or I'm sorry, the vision and Scarlet, Witch show could t- definitely be their that adventures be their in Europe when exactly. they were falling in love. Uh, Bucky and winter soldier could just take place in the blue beetle. Their whole time just sitting there, you know. Hey, can you move your seat up? <laughs> no, <laughs> move your seat up. No, <laughs> cut and the check. And, and then yeah, the the Loki show <gasps> could definitely be his. That could like someone uh, Adventures we, on Asgard. <laughs> as we were saying, it was like them growing up kind of thing, or like his the, the adventures before Thor one, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Obviously, that's just the beginning of the year. So, you know, there's stuff coming out the later in that year. Uh, the jo- Like we said, the Joker will come out at some point next year. I don't know, remember exactly when that is. Right. But it's the great it's the great time for comic book fans. Well, it is. And even even in, like, in terms of your television, there's a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, you got your programs, Disney Plus, you know, like we were talking about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki, Scarlet Witch. Well, you, and you have, you have Punisher Season 2 and Jessica Jones Season 3 to look forward to. Unfortunately, we oh, don't have any more Daredevil. Price to pay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, and you, everybody's got to be positive, or not positive, but everybody's got to be, you know, looking at it as as soon as those two seasons drop for those two shows, we're going to get, Netflix is going to cancel both of those too. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, or a lot." Of, I think a lot of people are hoping that it's it's so that the Disney Plus will pick it up and and air them. But we already know that Disney Plus said that they will not air anything that's over PG thirteen rating. Ugh. So those shows aren't going there. Those the, the I hope that Netflix is like, "Oh no, we still have the rights to these characters. We're going to make a two hour movie that wraps everything up for this this universe." 
and then maybe out of that comes a new set of shows. Maybe. Hey. Well, I'm hopeful because, like, I mean, for what Daredevil Season 3 did with their bullseye and basically Poindexter, that was awesome. Like, I finally was like, oh, my God. Like, I was – I like, I mean, I, I've enjoyed the show. Uh, season 1, I loved Kingpin. You know, I, I enjoyed him more than Daredevil, which kind of made me sad. <laughs> uh, season 2 was great for the Punisher. I wish Daredevil was involved. <laughs> um, but Season 3, like, it finally, like, Kingpin – Daredevil, Bullseye, like all of them were perfect. It was great, you know, like, and it didn't get stuck in the courtroom, too. Like, none of the drama like that. It was the superheroics, the swashbuckling, and all that. That drama was great. Um, and now it's like we've seen where it goes, and then, all right, that's it. It's done. And it's like, oh, no conclusion. And I mean, granted, yeah, the way the show did end, that is a good ending note. I mean, they don't have to come back. I mean, I hope they do, you know, but. So I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful. Um, I am sad because that was kind of my initial thought was like, oh, well, it makes sense. You know, I mean, it's they, we, we tested the waters with you with Netflix on your streaming service. People enjoyed these things. Now that we've got our own, let's bring it home and do it. And that's what I was hopeful for. But then to hear that news where it's like, no, sorry, we won't touch those things. It's yeah. like, oh, that that really sucks. You know, because I mean, the, the sad part is to think about all the people who lost their jobs. I mean, yeah, that that is the unfortunate part, but it's, it's well, it is TV though. It is TV. That's TV the that's that life. That, you yeah. have to. They have to. You know, go for the next thing. So yeah, but you know, but we do. There's a lot of TV, a lot of movies, but even comics. Oh my gosh! Like I, I, I know I spent a lot of time talking about what's in your stores, but coming up, you know, like Old Man Quill. I'm excited about that. You know, we're gonna have more adventures of our elderly superheroes in their <laughs> dystopian world. Um, that's brought to you by the creative that's behind uh, Old Man Hawkeye. Old Man Hawkeye, which and, I'm not up to date on, but I did see a preview panel, I guess, on a website where they showed Hawkeye going up against a clone of uh, Empire Secret Empire Cap. Oh, Stevel. Yeah, Stevel. Nice. So that's I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's pretty awesome. Okay, I like that that gets played in that world. Um, the X Men, you know, like the the. So I have this theory. I think they're gonna they're gonna go back to their '90s looks. Mm. Like because it was funny. Like I was talking with a friend of mine, and we were at the store, and like I showed him something, and he's like, "Who the hell's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's this character." He's like, "It doesn't look like it." And I was thinking, I was like, "Wow, the X Men don't look. They don't look familiar." Mm. I mean. I appreciate when Grant Morrison came to the title, but he just shook the tree too crazy. But again, it fit in line with what Fox was doing. So it's like, yeah, right. let's do these black suits and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, really, since then, we haven't seen the X-Men in costumes that are like iconic. And you do need to have that for branding. You know, you, you have to have that idea. And so it's, it's kind of interesting. But anyways, long story short... After the dissembled event, you know, Cyclops and Wolverine will be returning to the X-Men. Uh, we'll be dealing with the Age of X-Man. So that's going to be pretty wild because it's usually always been the Age of Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And so now we're going to see Nate Gray kind of go a little bit wild there. Um, Daredevil is going to be relaunched. So even though we will be losing him on our TVs, we'll be getting a brand new series by Chip Zardaski and Mark, Marco Cicero. Uh, actually, isn't Cicero, isn't he the artist on Old Man Hawkeye? Not sure. Okay, I'll have to double check. I think he is, but I'm not sure either. Uh, but I, I remember Chichero, he uh, he did this wonderful uh, 
there was a three crossover call with the Avenging Spider-Man book, Daredevil and Punisher, and Mark Wade I think was the writer for all three of those. And great Mark Wade and Great Rucka shared uh, the the uh, writing duties, and Chichero did all three parts. Oh my god! Like that guy needs to be on a Punisher Daredevil book, and now he's finally on Daredevil. So this is gonna <laughs> be great. And Chip Zardaski is just a fantastic writer, and we've been very spoiled as Daredevil fans. We've gotten great creative teams on there. Um, DC Comics hopefully will be wrapping up, um, you know, Doomsday Clock. So hopefully we'll finally get our JSA announcement that we're all waiting for. We know it's there. It just needs to be formalized. The Three Jokers is coming. I think uh, that will be perfectly launched in time for the movie. The movie Joker. Uh, because I was noticing this, that they're reprinting a lot of uh, Batman material, but they're marketing it as the Joker. So obviously they know when that release date's coming. Um, so there's just a lot of great stuff coming. Like I know February is going to be a fantastic month for comics. So let me t- ask you this: uh, Old Man Logan comes out. It, you know, at the end of that or towards the end of that, Hawkeye dies. So Hawk- Old Man Hawkeye takes place before Old Man Logan, which is also weird that they decided to call that Old Man Hawkeye instead of Old Man Barton. Yeah, uh, because that's we're, true. We're getting Old Man Quill, which is is not Old Man Star Lord. Yeah. Uh, do you think Star Old Man Quill takes place before Old Man Logan or after Old Man Logan? I would say the way I'd play that one, and I think it'd be neat to revisit the world. I would go. I'd hope for it to be after Old Man Logan. So, so that I? way you could use Hawkeye as the prequel, Wolverine or Logan as the world, and then. Quill is the sequel. And I can definitely see Quill like coming down in a spaceship afterwards and be like, what happened kind yeah. of thing. How the hell am I going to get more cassettes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then my ultimate question is, you know, we probably, I mean, assuming, assuming you went back and read Old Man Logan again and then Old Man Hawkeye and you, 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 you know who it is that lives and who dies or who's, who's, <laughs> who's mentioned as being dead at that point. Right. And the character you pick right now is someone that lived. Who would you like to see old man version of? Ooh, I guess. In that world. Yeah, in that world. So uh, doing it post old man Logan and and playing with who's who's gone and whatnot. I guess it'd be kind of interesting to see um, Namer. Ooh. We were talking about him and. You know, did he finally just exile his kingdom from the surface? He's like, look, fuck those people. <laughs> They're inbred hulks, literally. And the Hulk was my buddy, you know. So maybe maybe you play with that. Or maybe, uh, I, actually, I'll cheat. I want old old men defenders. I want <laughs> the first team book. And then that way we could see Namor and Strange. I think that it'd be interesting because, like, I, I mean, I, all I can think about when you see that one map in Old Man Logan is it's, you know, there's... Latveria has one side of Earth, of America, and then there's the Hulk Badlands, and then there's uh, and then there's the Badlands, and then there's the Bread uh, Skull version of America too. Like it's split yeah. into four, if I remember correctly. Yeah I, think, yeah. yeah, I wonder if that map says like all the you know all of the water areas are straight up Atlantis or not. But I could see that. I could see that being the thing. Like. You know when the villains got together, they're like, oh no, we aren't we aren't going up against Namor. That's yeah, that's don't, way don't too much. That yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to see a villain, like an old man villain. Nice. So I would. I was thinking, what if you did like old man Octavius, or you know, like Ooh, old man Otto. Yeah, just to see where. And I would have him in the 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 Spider Man clone body. Yeah, the proto clone. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. So just have you know, because then you kind of get a, an old man Parker too, but it's. 
it's you know it's Otto, and where does he fit in this world, and why do and people think of him? He kind of looks like Peter Parker and stuff like that. Ooh, that'd be kind of neat. Where it's like he's kind of dealing with both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. He's a villain because so I could assume like, Spider-Man's dead, and I don't know know if I see you see that in, in the book or not. But I don't think we saw him. But yeah, I kind of felt he was dead because I mean, his granddaughter, she's a turd. That's the one thing is like I never understood that that timeline is how does how is Hawkeye married to a granddaughter of Peter Parker? Yeah, like she aged very fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but I think that'd be neat. That like I, I kind of toyed with that idea too, a villain, and I think that's a good pick. Or you know, but I I'm pretty sure Wolverine killed him. But Mysterio would be kind of neat. Like, oh, how would old man Mysterio be? Because wasn't he the one who tricked? Yeah, he's the one that tricks know, Wolverine so. into killing all the X Men. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Logan got him. But if he didn't, that'd be kind of neat to like, because if you think about it, that's almost like one of the catalysts that formed this new shithole of the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. So how does he live with dealing with it? Like, damn. This is what I did. This is my fault. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, all right, folks, uh, this is Christmas time, so we're going to leave you with a question. What is your favorite comic book stories having to deal with Christmas? If you get it back to us, we will definitely talk about it in one of our episodes this month. So we'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. Now, you can find me on Twitter. I am at MitchipediaGER. You can also find Chris on Twitter as... I am Stuff I Should Say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, GeekEliteRadio.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to... Geek Geek out. out! We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.